0: Nothing great. You guys, this map is old news. Everybody in their grandfather went looking for that. When our parents were our age. I mean, I mean, haven't you ever heard of that guy with what, what's his name? The pirate guy. One-eyed Willie.
1: One-eyed Willie. Yeah, he was the most famous. once it was rubies and and emeralds and diamonds diamonds and he loaded it all up onto his ship and they sailed away into the sunset but then they caught up with willie and and then there was a whole big war between the armada and willie's ship the inferno Caved in, and he's been there ever since, forever, forever. Yo, Goonies!
0: Hey, everybody, welcome. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Andrew. Today, we're going to be talking about the Goonies, Richard Donner's movie about a group of outcasts embracing their status and chasing their own destiny with a treasure hunt. So, grab your popcorn and Reese's Pieces, and let's break it down on the Post-Credit Podcast. Uh, so did you hear about
1: uh Allison Mack she got her sentence 2 in. years 3 years oh, was it 3 and $20,000 Yeah and she will never be hired in Hollywood ever again No no definitely not and rightfully well, so Well I don't know nowadays well, you well, never know
0: you never know who's in Hollywood but rightfully so that I the fact that she didn't get 20 years blows me away Well I mean I know that she gave a lot of testimony but she's famous. She gave a lot of testimony for that guy though, and that's how she, she got her her sentence. You know, the, the district attorney was like, um, you know, we asked for you for lenience, and I get I get that. I get that you want the, the bigger charges for the 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 main one, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, part of what she turned in was like an actual tape of one of those branding ceremonies going, an audio tape, I think it was, of a branding ceremony. She had that in her possession yeah. And at the beginning of this trial she was saying she knew nothing uh she had no part in that. Yeah. So, I mean, dis- despite the fact that she's awful, awful person. I don't care if she was my favorite on that show. Well, I mean, she's you an watched an awful, the show
1: and before before she got into any of this, you know, I mean And she said she was brainwashed too. I believe it. I really do. I believe I'm not saying that I she I don't know, maybe, but you know, they I, I, I doubt it. I I could tell I could definitely see how
0: it was pushing her forward, or she felt like it was pushing her forward in her career or whatever. Yeah,
1: but... So but, she was But at the same willing. time, it's it's like, okay, and I'm not trying to defend her necessarily, but everybody else in there was brainwashed. Why not her? You know, now the guy is the worst one out of all of them, but... But, but know, if she's
0: in there doing doing the branding yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But there, I mean.
1: there was other people doing it, and, and there was other people that were brainwashed. Why can't she be brainwashed? I'm just I wonder saying. if they got
0: higher charges.
1: I, I just don't understand how, like, you could do that, like get that brainwashed. And, and I mean, I, I I believe there's evil people in the world, but I just don't see how somebody could be that evil in a way. Yeah, it always surprises you when it pops up, and you're like, well, uh, I
0: realize it's there, and I've always realized it there. Sometimes you get into a lull, and then you get kind of knocked on your butt and reminded, "Wow, we are a horrible, right? Uh, a horrible race of <laughs> human beings, <laughs> of people. Well, we are the fallen,
1: you know." So, uh, yeah, um, you know.
0: Oh, my mouth hurts so much. Excuse me to anybody listening. I've had some dental work done, and uh, uh, I'm hurting right now. So, but we're gonna try to push through this, Say this we don't want as loud delays. as you can.
1: Clot. See if you can say it. I don't even know what that is. I don't know. Bombaclot? Yeah. It's off of, uh, like, reggae music. Bombaclot. <laughs> Why would I do that? I don't know. Just see if you can say it. <laughs> With your mouth in this state, it is. I know,
0: right? So, this is going to be a real janky episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or something. Well, Welcome
0: please. to our 50th episode extravaganza. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do Goonies and... Uh, it's not going to be a very long one just because there's, you know, deep movies and then there's adventure movies. Yeah. Sometimes you have deep adventure movies, but this one is, you know, it's a fun movie. It's an adventure movie. There's
1: not a lot of deep about it. And we, we thought about it, you know, I mean, what other movies could, I mean, with, with Richard Donner passing, you know, we were thought we were thinking, you know, hey, let's do a Richard Donner film. And, you know, really, in my opinion, this is probably his most famous film. I mean, Superman. Don't get me. Don't get it twisted. Superman's pretty famous. Lethal Weapon's pretty famous, but I just don't think there's anything more famous than Goonies, as far as what he did. I'm not
0: saying the, the highest. Grossing. I would put. I would put the Goonies on the same level as Superman and Lethal Weapon. I mean, yeah. I think all those properties are just amazing. I think, you know, adults Goonies probably didn't hit much with them, as much as Superman did. When well, like our, out, par- or, our parents our so parents, Or later much. on Lethal yeah. Weapon, you know, maybe that hit harder than Goonies did or whatever, depending yeah. on... But, yeah, I mean, definitely for us, I'd say Goonies, you know, as as big of a Lethal Weapon fan as I have always been, I'd say Goonies is, is the one is the standout for us because, well, we don't have, like, attachments like we do with, like, Star Wars and some no. of the other stuff we watch. And same for me, at least, is Indiana Jones because uh, I didn't end up wanting to watch that until I was, like... Ten or twelve. Or I watched that like up that. in Maine
1: in Boy Scouts. We uh, we ended up watching. Um, um, I remember Indiana Jones. I remember, I, I but remember. I never, I never like sought out Indiana Jones. I did. Well, and the thing is, is I, I didn't watch the first one. You know, my introduction to it was the the second one, Temple of Doom. Yeah, Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. and it freaked me out. You know what I mean? It freaked me out because yeah, I mean they're ripping hearts out of chests. Like, I mean, it's not gory, but the fact that they're literally doing some kind of séance thing and and ripping hearts out of chests. That's like your daughter watching uh, Coraline and it making her cry, but she she kept watching I know, it for whatever reason. I, know. I mean, granted, in my opinion, the third one was the best one, just because Sean Connery, The Last Crusade. Yeah, I mean, and, and the whole whole storytelling with it was just phenomenal, and you know, and that's why you know you you watch like. Uh, the, the Nicolas Cage ones, uh, uh, the treasure ones. Oh, National Treasure. National Treasure. It, it reminded me of Indiana Jones a lot, you know, because of the history. And, and I love history picks. you know. I mean, history was my my favorite class in, in school. And Goonies kind of, they dwelled in some history, you know, pirate history. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, <clears throat> and history of the time. And that's why I think I enjoyed, you know, that and Indiana Jones and National Treasure I love. And, you know, anything that has to do with history is fascinating for me. And there's so much to it because, you know, this is not just made up stories for the most part. You know what I mean? It's actual, you know, uh, taken from host- from history. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and there's, there's record of it. Yeah. And and not saying that Goonies, this, this was right or this was... Yeah, real history but you know they, they have a history aspect of it it's a treasure hunting movie you know i mean you could classify it as a, a as a kid drama but as the language that these kids it's an adventure said movie. It's, it's an adventure treasure hunting movie you know where it's not really it's kind of a kid's movie but it's not really a kid's movie if you know what i mean like like There was just a lot of underlining tones to the movie that that made it not a kid's movie.
0: It's definitely not your typical
1: kid's movie that you see nowadays. No, but it's a kid's movie for the (laughs) 80s in a way, you know what I mean? Because we were were exposed to that where it was like you had little kids swearing and stuff like that. And you didn't really bat an eye back then, you know. I mean, you know, our, our, our parents would say, you know, this or that. But, you know, also we had parents and... Not saying our parents directly, but, you know, parents would smoke in the cars with kids. You know, nowadays, <laughs> if you hear kids swear or say a bad word, you know, usually they're, they're getting thrown something at them or hit, you know, hit them in the face with something. And you there's know?
0: something real comedic about the kids from this age cussing. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then seeing it
0: nowadays, if kids cussing, you just... I don't know, For uh, maybe it's just because of our age or whatever, but no. it feels real awkward to hear kids nowadays do it.
1: Yeah, because back and then that, it I mean, just seemed that, kind of normal, you know? Yeah, and, and I
0: don't just mean us uh, or our kids. I mean, like, c- celebrities or whatever, yeah. you know, or musicians, you know, yeah. young
1: kids that, that are cussing. It's just like, But you, but you have a, weird. But you get a real introduction to Corey Feldman in this film. You know what I mean? And, and Corey Feldman has always been basically a 40-year-old man stuck in a, you know, 10 to 15-year-old body. You know what I mean? That's how Cory Feldman <laughs> always has been. Yeah, I mean it's it's like he smoked a pack of cigarettes a day since he was seven years old, you know? And and Yeah, and Lost
0: Boys he, he sounded like he was exactly. like mid forties.
1: Yes, that's what I'm saying. It, Corey Feldman was never really a child actor, except for in his actual age. But he you know, he he was really ahead of his time, I think, in a way. You know, he he acted like like somebody that's been doing it for you know, 20 years or something, you know, I mean, he, he always acted a lot better, you know, and that's why he was probably so famous, you know, back then in the eighties and nineties and stuff, because, you know, he, he didn't act like a child actor that didn't know, you know, that barely knew how to act, you know I mean? He acted like a, 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 uh, a veteran, you know, he was like a veteran actor
0: and having Corey Haim there as well, you know, helped. you know, the two Corey's or whatever. Yeah.
1: But uh what did he do before
0: I think the only thing he really did before this of note was uh Gremlins, right? Yes. Yeah. Um because did With his glasses, right? Fr- he he fr- had those big glasses. Yeah, did he do Friday the thirteenth
1: before or after the Goonies? Oh that's a good question. I know because remember didn't he he must have got contacts after a certain point because in both of those movies he wore glasses, didn't he? Uh he didn't
0: wear glasses in the Goonies.
1: No, no, I'm saying like in, in, uh, in, uh, stand by me, stand by me. I know, uh, he I wore think glasses and then also in, uh, the, the, uh, gremlins. I swear he wore glasses in that one. No.
0: Uh, oh, did he? I don't know. I didn't think he did. I'd have to, I'd have to see it again. I mean, he did a lot of, a lot of other stuff before A lot of TV spots. He was on Mork and Mindy, Bad News Bears. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a bunch of he Cheers. He was on he that. He was in Bad News Bears? Yeah, he was on a was few Walter episodes. Walter Matthau? Yeah, he was on
1: quite a few episodes. The, the original we're talking about, obviously.
0: 26 episodes he was in, so yeah, the original. Uh, probably the whole season. Um, but yeah, he did, uh, he did Friday the 13th before this, right before this, no and man. Gremlins. Okay. And the next Friday the 13th, and then he did The Goonies so he did friday 13th the final chapter then he did gremlins then he did a new beginning and then he th- then he did the goonies and that was all before stand by me and the lost boys and all that
1: well and and and, and he's just he's just like i said i mean he did kind of he fell off obviously you know in the in the mid 90s and late 90s and stuff like that and really hasn't done much since then but right you know he was a phenomenal actor i mean as a, as a kid, child actor he was phenomenal and in, in everything he did but. He kind of plays the same type of role back in the 80s, you know, in every single one of his roles. Kind of, you know, real, real smart-mouthed um, kid, in a way. Yeah, I was
0: trying to remember if... Because Tommy Doyle was pretty, pretty nice kid. Yeah. He liked to scare people with his masks and stuff. But I think for the most part, he was a pretty nice kid. But, yeah, he could be a little shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, same thing, I think, with the, guy, oh, the kid in Goonies. He was actually the first one ever to... Spill water on a mogwai and yeah. you know create you know uh, more of them or whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, you're right. He usually does does play those roles.
1: Yeah, I, I just it you see the actors on this on this film, and you know all of them are super super young, right? I mean, you got Sean Astin, you got Josh Brolin, uh, Jeff Cohen as Chunk, Corey Feldman as Mouth, Carrie Green as Andy, kind of really wasn't. You know, a, a real big hit, you yeah, know, we'll talk later on. <laughs> Martha Plimpton, which I love, and, and she's she's so hilarious in everything she does. Um, Key hu Kwan. Um, it's ki Huey Kwan. Yeah, so Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. You
0: call him Dr. Jones.
1: Okay. Then you had uh, John Mizuska, Mizuzak as Sloth. Uh, he was a professional football player, right? I think so. And then uh, Robert Davey is Jay. He passed
0: away only a few years later. Yeah.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, he passed away in like 89, I think. Oh, and then uh, yeah. Joe Pantolino. Lino?
0: Yeah, uh, Pantoliano, or I think, I think yeah, that's how you say yeah, it. Yeah, I think he said it right. So I, this guy, you know, I always saw Goonies before I saw Bad Boys. Yeah. But Bad Boys I loved so much when I was younger um that this character has always been well okay say it straight out this guy has always been to me that guy from the fugitive yeah you know because he was with Tommy Lee Jones
1: he's always been the, the guy then, from Bad Boys. and then after
0: me. that after I got into bad boys he was always that guy from you know the chief from bad boys or whatever yeah uh, or captain that's a like captain yeah. Howard um but yeah, that loudmouth guy, and so it's always cool to go back to earlier movies and see actors and be like, oh yeah, he was in this. You I just, totally
1: forgot. You recognize he him, it.
0: yeah, and you're like, I I I knew like maybe later on I w- I was recognized. Oh yeah,
1: that was the guy from the Goonies. But you come back to it and you're just like, I forgot he was in and, this. And the poor guy is always bald. Like like I'm not not saying that he's b- plays a bald character. It just he's probably one of those people that really went bald. You know, at a young young age, maybe. Maybe because, like, I mean, uh, in this Duvall, one, he wore or... a toupee, you know, back in, back in way back when. He was in The Sopranos, too,
0: wasn't he? Oh, man. I thought he was.
1: <laughs> I can't remember.
0: You, I, you can, you, you know, I guess people know then, that we're not very big Sopranos watchers.
1: Well, I am. I've seen every single episode, but but it's been so long. Remember. It's been about 20 years since I watched all of them. <laughs> but um, I own them all, you know, and, and you and, know, and, and you also have. Um, yeah, he's um, in The Sopranos lupe uh as rosalita and then ann ramsey as mama fratelli and then you have uh mary ellen trainer let's see it's not easy to read out the names is it? it's really not as mrs walsh and and you know she always plays the mother have you noticed in everything she does she's always just like the mom you know um in in a lot of stuff she did you know it, it just always seems like She's the classic go to let's 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 cast her as the mother, you know.
0: Oh, this one. No. She'll always be the psychiatrist from Lethal Weapon to me. She's the one that, that riggs drives crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because he's always making up stuff and all that and then like <laughs> she was like chewing him out for something. And then he's like, No, I will not go out with you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. She's like, You're crazy, you're all crazy. <laughs> she's like you could tell she's like falling apart she'll always be that person to me right 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 she did amazing in that role but yeah i forgot that she was the mom in this role before we watched this mm-hmm. and then you know i mean josh brolin he really didn't blow start blowing up until like no country for old men yeah. you know back in the yeah. early uh or the late aughts early 2000 mm-hmm. you know yeah. teens or whatever um I mean, he obviously he's been around and he's done stuff, but I mean, with No Country for Old Men and then The Men in Black Three and Thanos and all this kind of stuff, I mean, he's really blown up and done a lot more things. And you know, he he hadn't done much in between then and the Goonies, I guess I should say. Right. But you know, he comes from Hollywood royalty as well. I mean, it was you know his father being James Brolin, it was bound to you know stick with the acting route. I think, especially you know since he has these chops Mm -hmm. and he turned a Character like Thanos into an almost like uh Shakespearean uh, tragedy or mm-hmm. or something like that,
1: you know what I mean? Well, and let's see, because uh, he was wow, it's so funny because you know Sean Astin was 14 when this when this uh movie was filmed, when it came out, when it was filmed, well, he was 13, yeah, yeah, but then you have Josh Brolin who was only what uh 13,
0: uh, he was like
1: he was sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen. So, it it, it it just seemed like that in the movie they were a lot further apart in age. You know yeah, I mean? like he
0: was maybe seventeen and uh, Mikey was twelve or something yeah,
1: like yeah or something. And then, uh, not you know, by much, but yeah, yeah. And then you had let's see, Corey Feldman. He was he's same age, same age as uh, Sean Astin. You know, so you know wow. he
0: seems like two years older.
1: I know. And, and uh, it, what's funny is that you see. You see Corey Feldman now, you know, and Corey Feldman seemed like he was taller than everybody there, you know, all the little kids there on the film. But nowadays, you know, all these other kids, except for Sean Astin, because Sean Astin is not a tall person. No, he's a hobbit. <laughs> he's a hobbit. But There were three movies that proved it. Yeah. <laughs> but Corey Feldman is... Um, now like you look at him and, and all these other people are just tower over him <laughs> yeah, yeah he just stopped well he wears he wears, he wears high hats <laughs> <laughs> you know his
0: fedoras that he wears are real yeah, high they, off his, his head his face is stretched yeah says, so. so you know do what you can to to keep that youth
1: <laughs> keep the youth
0: so yeah obviously we're, today we're talking about the goonies uh it was uh, directed by richard donner uh this was written by steven spielberg And then the screenplay was done by Chris Columbus. And what has he done? Uh, Let's see. He's done Home Alone. He's done uh, Harry Potter. He's done a bunch of others that (laughs) are part of our childhood. Yeah. Uh, What was it? You know, this movie feels a lot like Hook. And so that's where I get the connections to uh, uh, Spielberg, maybe. Just in the writing or, or... So he wrote this? Spielberg wrote it? Spielberg wrote the story... And then Christopher Columbus wrote the, the script. Right. Okay, so it's basically you know you know Steven Spielberg wrote okay here's the story and everything. The screenwriter he puts in okay where are we gonna have the story beats where are we gonna have the conversation. How is the um, how is this one scene gonna flow into another? What should it look like maybe? Um, how are these characters going to say these lines and convey them and everything? Maybe you might change it up. So crucial, 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 and that's what George Lucas had on the original movies, and that's what he was missing on the prequels. Yeah. George Lucas is an amazing story writer. He's absolutely amazing at coming up with worlds and yeah. and characters and story and, and but. He needs Still, a scri- a he needs a script. Spielberg's writer. the better better at, at transferring
1: it to film.
0: Well, I, yeah, maybe, but I mean, Steven Spielberg even didn't write his own script. Yeah. you know, he wrote the story, and then Christopher Columbus wrote the script for it. So you need that script writer to basically uh, that's what gives your film the life yeah.
1: of uh, you know bringing it to cinematic life or whatever. So well, I feel like you know Spielberg's his writing is a lot more transferable towards you know um to to the screen, where I feel like you know George Lucas probably is a lot it's a lot harder to you know transfer to the screen necessarily because george lucas it seems like he you know develops these just immense worlds and and history behind it where Spielberg kind of he he writes to to be able to transfer over you know on screen a lot better you know, uh in a way. <clears throat> Yeah, I think they,
0: I mean, I think they're both probably just as good, but they both seem like they are people that need script writers. Um, So you already, uh, you already talked about the uh, actors and characters and all that kind of stuff. So let's just go ahead and uh, dig right in. What were your first thoughts of when the movie popped up? Well, you have something else.
1: Me, mine was really the scenery and I love the scenery in this film. I mean, you know, filming in Astoria, you know, it, it, it's a got, huge
0: Coast Guard Coast Guard town, by the way. Right,
1: right. And it, for me, I would love to live there. Me the, too. The, oh. the weather, the the scenery, the everything about that. I mean, that's that's what in Oregon or uh, it's in Oregon. And
0: and that that is how the best I could describe how Kodiak is a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah, because it's a town like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where you know it's a lot of. You know, make up your own road, gravel mm-hmm. roads and different things like that. You're driving in you know, through the mountains and mm-hmm. on the side of the mountains and all that and it's a fishing to grandmother's town. Grandmother's house we go. To grandmother's house we go. And it's a fishing town too. So I mean it that uh, or Astoria reminds me a lot of Kodiak. Yeah. And I've always wanted to go there. I had friends that were stationed there and I wanted to visit, you know, to say hi to them, of course, but also, you know, I'd like to go and see some of the filming locations and everything. Yeah. But
1: well, it's definitely got the the weather of England, you know. Yeah. It's yeah, a that, lot of that dreary rain and yeah, yeah, where it's just
0: kind of you're just getting mist on really. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's not even yeah. raining, it's yeah. just kind of there's, light mist all the time. Humidity and, and, is at like 98%.
1: Yeah, and and see I've lived on the coast too, you know, lived in Boston and 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 stuff like that, you know, in the coast of Boston. Is a lot different from the coast of South Texas too, because I've lived in both places, uh-huh. and, and it's it's just a whole different ball game. You know what I mean? And the damage it does to, to your vehicles and and uh, you know the the winter times suck. You know and and where in the winter times in, in South Padre are not too bad. You know, it's still like 98 degrees at 10 o'clock in the evening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not saying that's great, but (laughs) you know, you don't get a lot of the same kind of weather, but that I can imagine, you know, Oregon and, and, you know, Northern California and Seattle and, or Washington and stuff like that. I can imagine it's, it's all pretty similar as far as weather and, and, and the, the landscape and everything else, you know, Pacific Northwest is pretty
0: all pretty close to the same. The first thing that hit me was the, uh, excuse me, the music, yeah. Um, just how the music starts off, you know, with the uh, the the symphonic music or whatever, yeah. you know, the, the starts off with the strings and it's real quick paced. This quick little jail break. And, okay, we
1: gotta get. We gotta go talk about this jailbreak. I
0: know we'll, we'll talk about it, but I mean, just like the whole jailbreak and the whole way it, it the the music propelled through the car chase and how the car chase introduced everybody. Yeah, that it felt so. And I don't know if it was Spielberg or Columbus that did this, but it was it felt so Spielberg to be that rapid pace and have everybody introduced and you kind of get a glimpse of their personality as well within the first thirty seconds to a minute. You know. So, I mean, you're only seeing these kids for, like, a few seconds at a time, but you kind of get a, uh, an idea of who they are, especially when Chunk gets so excited he smashes his pizza and milkshake all over the uh, the glass and everything. But
1: that was kind of – I saw that. I was like that, – But, so I mean, my, it I just mean, shows, like, whatever. excess
0: and just, like, this guy can't yeah. control himself and he's freaking crazy clumsy and
1: everything. And, and so. we, can, we can both agree that this movie was excess to the limit. I mean, like, uh, Data – You know everything about him was excess. You know what I mean? To 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 to
0: have his inventions and all that.
1: Yeah, and some of those inventions just. I mean, granted, some of those inventions did help in the long run, but you know, it 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 just kind of. I don't know. It 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 was was a bit strange, but
0: I thought it. I thought it spoke to a, a generation of kids that enjoyed Indiana Jones, enjoyed Star Wars, enjoying these action movies, these action adventure movies. That they wanted to go on their own adventure, so Spielberg wrote a movie directly directed at kids, putting kids into the adventure yeah. instead of having an Indiana Jones or a Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He's putting now the kids into an adventure so that they can. And, and you have like a, somebody you know out of everybody, you know, that maybe they feel like rejects. Those are the or outcasts. Those are the ones that need this type of adventure and would like this kind of movie. You know, you have like the the kid that's overweight and goofy and clumsy you know you have the nerd that uh, loves all his inventions and stuff you have the loudmouth that just won't stop and everybody, irritates everybody and then you have the asthmatic weenie you know kid that mm-hmm. that uh you know has has problems you know just going up and down ladders and stuff
1: without yeah breathing. and then you, then you have the somewhat athletic jo- jock as bro uh, Josh Rollins. yeah but but he was still an outcast himself because it was the class that he was in he he was in the yeah. lower middle class, where you know all of his, all the cool kids were in the upper upper high to middle class.
0: Well, and uh, uh, Martha Plimpton's character Steph, I believe she was a goonie as well, because she was down at the docks getting those crabs and stuff. Exactly. And so she, but she, so she was a goonie as well. But she, Andy was the only one that wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, because her and Steph were friends, so you had all like the different category of people, and I, I just liked how. You know within two minutes of the opening titles and this guy slowly going down, getting, you know, finding the guy hanging there, and then they make their escape and the music starts, and you're seeing everybody, you know, as as everybody's being introduced, uh, and the credits are going, you get like a little five second glimpse of each character, and you kind of you get a sense of who they are, what they act like. And now you've introduced everybody. So that when you have that first scene when everybody's coming over to Mikey's house, You don't then have to introduce. You're like, okay, I've seen these people before, and
1: obviously, you know, you need to pay attention. But but it's funny because you you find out, you don't even find out why they're called the Goonies until near the end of the movie. Uh, Because you, you find out that it's called the Goondocks, but you don't find that out until in the later part of the movie.
0: I thought that they said save that. I think I'm pretty sure that um, that Mikey said uh the the goondocks we gotta save the goondocks or something I, I remember somebody at the beginning saying. Yeah, the but I remember docks. at the
1: end he said about saving the goondocks. Maybe
0: but, but I, I do remember when I saw it this time I was I do remember towards do-do? the beginning towards the beginning going, Oh, that's why they the called because I thought they were just you know, goons like like they're goofy or the, you know, they're outcast yeah. that because goon is a weird
1: I did not know, it was the goondocks. Yeah. And and, and I just thought, you know, okay, so you get to the opening scene, right, and this is in the jail. And, you know, when that 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 cop shows up and somebody's hanging like that, you don't go in and investigate it, just hang out, just let me see, let me read this. Now. Oh, this is no, interesting. No, you're gonna, likely, going to, more than likely, you're going to start freaking out and calling other cops to come in and say, hey, look, you know, this guy hung himself, Maybe, you know.
0: <laughs> It's not like it's a prison where they would see it often. It's like a little town jail. Yeah. I wonder how many often they get people hanging themselves. And he walks out the front door. Uh, just Wasn't there an alarm set or something?
1: Yeah, but, but again, he just kind of strolls out the front door. Yeah, you know, you think with a police station would be a lot more, you know, security. And, and this guy, you know, Fratelli's, you know, you don't really find out what he was arrested for. But you knew, I mean, you knew this group, this, this family, this Fratelli's were, were not... You know, stand up uh, citizens of the community. Well,
0: they're real goofy and to make them real comedic, you know, you got to add some threat to them. So, okay, let's have them escape from jail. You know, oh, they they outsmarted the cops, you know. So I don't know if that's to make them smarter or the Goonies smarter or what, but yeah, it's kind of a, a weird way to escape jail. But, you know, back then, you know, it's, it wasn't like as secure and you had as many cops and stuff like that. You may only have one or two people in there.
1: Yeah. And, um, and, and you got Anne Ramsey's character who who has that that uh what what are those hats called uh, oh man uh Anne Ramsey's character uh,
0: Mama Fatelli that's all she's listening to Oh yeah at. yeah yeah um so what do you wait what about her then? She
1: remember she she picked him up uh, um she she picked up Jake uh, Robert Davi's character yeah. from the jail with uh Joe P- Pantalone <laughs> Pantoliano. P- Pantoliano. Uh, with Francis and you know they're they're picking him up and he has to jump up in the top of the car. Oh yeah, because he in. couldn't
0: roll down the. Oh, no, yeah. He, they they're like uh, pull it up, pull it yeah. up, and he goes I
1: am pulling it up, and he's like it won't go, and they get so pissed at each other. It's and like, those mi- those Francis, minor open the door. Yeah, those minor details. You know they they, they worked out everything up to the those point two were great together. They were they really were, but they worked up the whole detail of escaping the cops. You know, up to getting into that race on the beach and everything else, but they didn't figure on, let, let's figure, make sure the doors open properly <laughs> in the car, you know? And how did that that
0: Jeep or whatever, what was it that they were driving?
1: It, it looked like a Jeep or, or like a
0: Ford or Explorer. Explorer. I, don't I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know what it is, but it got in that beach with all those souped up vehicles and somehow like left them in the dust. Yeah. I mean, they hauled yeah. ass and you're on I'm like...
1: This is a real race. You know, how how did that car win? I mean, you know. I don't know. Most of these cop cars are souped-ups anyways. They yeah. can probably pass half these things. But anyway, so they, they get away from the cops, right? And then, and then we cut to basically Mikey's house, right?
0: And that whole thing, that whole two minutes where it's introducing all those kids, it really reinforces that's a small town yeah. because the whole chase goes through and meets all the characters. Yeah. So, I mean, you feel like, okay— this is all the goondocks area uh-huh. of, of Astoria. So, I mean, it reinforces that as a small-knit community and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's close enough that they know each other. Yeah. And as you see these kids interact with each other, when, when Chunk comes and and, uh, and Mouth and Data slides over and everything, you get a sense that these are real friends. I wonder if they had them, like, hang out for a while before production
1: started because they just mesh so well. Well, and, and, and me being a plumber, I'm a plumber at, by trade. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm a plumber at Trade. I'm. I'm. Well, I'm. I'm a movie watcher for Trade, and then a plumber on the side. And On the so, side. So, um, but plumbers anyways, your side piece. You get Mouth, and Mouth's dad is a plumber. Okay. Oh. Okay. He's, he's it, because even uh, Martha Plinkton uh, mentions says your dad's a plumber. You know you should be able That's to figure right. this out. But um, you know, having water spray out of the drain that doesn't happen. That's not something that happens. Where it's spray, sprayed mouth and that when his dad's working under the sink. Right. It's a goof. It's a goof. And, it's one of and those being a plumber. Old movie goofs. And there's a lot of plumbing references in this movie, you know, and, and, you know, like him saying, oh, it's back pressure. It's no. Like when they
0: do the pipes below. Yes. And they force them up and down. But it pulls the knobs into the brick or into the tile for whatever reason.
1: As a plumber, that frustrated <laughs> me quite a bit. And and before things,
0: and then Chunk like pushed something up. Yeah. See, it I, I really never like noticed that. any of this. Or, yeah, or sloth did.
1: Took any of this into account. You know, before I was a plumber. You right. Know, when I first watched this movie, but then now that I'm a plumber, I'm like, a lot of this is ridiculous. <laughs> now, in fact, even when when you know he's trying to let Chunk in, okay. Chunk would have had to just reach over, lift up the latch, and open up the door to what the I, gate. What I want to know is, okay, we're going to fast forward here.
0: Um, the kids find out about the gold. They get to, <laughs> they get to the hideout, and they get to the entrance of the the little maze that they're going to go through to mm-hmm. find the gold. Okay, we can go back, but why did Chunk not go with him down below? Well, because he got stuffed in the freezer behind the door. Right, but then remember, he came out. They left the room. He came out and he said, what are you guys doing under there? And they're like, they had enough time to have a conversation. What are you guys doing up there? Chuck, go get the police. Mm-hmm. What do you mean go get the police? All that time could have been him running from the freezer to
1: the fireplace, moving the wood, him
0: jumping down there and closing it again. So, or, call, or use the
1: phone like he did when he uh, let Sloth escape. But that, that's another
0: thing is who, who, what idiot was in charge and said, let's trust Chunk to go get the cops let's trust chunk one the clumsy guy that's not going to be quiet trying to sneak out of here Two, the kid that would sell us down the river like real quick (laughs) and three the one that makes up stories all the time and they'd probably know that the the cops would know that he made up stories all the time why are you gonna have that kid go call the police i i but if they left mikey in charge then you know that's pretty stupid
1: yeah, but you know, in a way, Mikey was the only sensible one. I think, in a way, you know, um, no, everybody else wanted to go and stop being
0: in danger, and he they had a way out through the rope bucket and stuff. And but he was the Mikey, one that he's like, figured... no,
1: let's go, keep being in danger. But he's the kind of one, the one that figured a lot of this stuff out. Yeah, he had to have mouth, you know, translate stuff. In I mean, the end, it worked out. Yeah, he yeah. was
0: right, and they found the gold, and you know, he was able to push them all through. But if he wasn't right, or even if he was right, but they didn't make it through everything, I mean, what are the chances of those kids making it through it? Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. He was always driving them towards danger.
1: He was. But but we got to also go back to Chunk on this. And Chunk the most was the iconic
0: one saying, let's go home. Our mom's making dinner. Because <laughs> he wanted some pizza.
1: <laughs> he was hungry. But, you know, we got to admit that even if you haven't seen this movie or you've seen it a long time ago, the most iconic thing on this movie is the truffle shuffle.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. And today, nowadays, that would be extremely toxic.
1: And offensive.
0: And offensive, and people wouldn't like it. And, you know, it's not the funniest thing. You know, like, yeah, I think we laughed at it when, when we were younger and everything. But, you know, it's as you get older, you're like, okay, well, there are kids that, you know, that wouldn't be funny. It and wouldn't they, be funny
1: to mess with them. And, and they did call him Chunk, but he really wasn't that chunky. I mean, he really no. wasn't that overweight, you know, to, to be called Chunk. Uh, um, you know, well, but, back then though, remember, back in the
0: 80s, 70s, going backwards, people weren't as overweight as we are nowadays. Yeah. You know, I uh, something I remember watching Caddyshack thinking, you know, you don't ever see anybody now. Yeah, they're going to hire good-looking people or whatever. But even background players or whatever, you just don't see stuff yeah. like that. So I mean, maybe back then that that, that was that was obese for a child. But we're
1: both in agreement that the most iconic thing from this film is Truffle Shuffle. That, that Truffle really... Shuffle
0: or hey you, guys.
1: hey you Guys. Hey You Guys. The classes of people in this it really showed. Uh, you know, like like I said, the lower class were just looked down on for everything. All of you know, these
0: were lower class, except for Andy and her boyfriend and their yeah, parents and stuff.
1: You know, and and but I mean, you know, you get to the point where data comes through the window, which is you know very dangerous what he does. But, but you know, one thing I, I was wondering, they had that stupid statue on in the middle of the living room, okay? The, the <laughs> the whoever did the statue. set for this probably could have done a little bit of a better job on making things look a little bit better, you know, and not, not so much as just thrown together. I've stuff. been in
0: houses that are like that, though, sometimes.
1: Yeah, but you're going to have your favorite piece of artwork just randomly sitting on the middle of the living room table. Yeah. Okay, but this should be in like favorite. a case or something, or on a shelf to the side somewhere. But no. in the middle of the living room, what did they expect to happen? And she
0: wants that that pee pee out there for everybody <laughs>
1: to <laughs> Like, you thought I was going to drop it, huh? I bet you guys thought I was going to drop it, huh? <laughs> I know you would think that from good old Chuck. Oh you my idiot! idiot! And jobs it, and
0: then my favorite part of us when brands suck. Like, if God wanted it that way, we'd all be pissing in our faces. Look, how's that? How's that? Oh, you idiot. you put oh, it on you're upside down. Stork, if God meant to do it that
1: way, you'd all be pissing in your faces. Let's find the me. Man-
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, or when, when they, because they go up in the attic, right? And, and they're just kind of searching through some stuff because oh, they're not supposed to go up in the attic and, and, you know, they're looking through stuff, and uh, Mikey finds them oh, what
0: about how? I wonder how Mouth tells the housekeeper only speaks Spanish, all these crazy <laughs> things. And she's like, what
1: have I walked into here? That was hilarious. Is that, this is a crazy house. Yeah,
0: but when you trust I'm somebody like Mouth this. to translate for you, right, you got to right. expect something like that. Which he had happen. pretty good
1: Spanish. You know, no, he yeah. did flawless. Like, yeah. like,
0: he knew exactly what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> Unless those are <were> the only <laughs> phrases he knew, but... I don't think so. No,
1: and then the housekeeper, the poor housekeeper, you know. But well, she wasn't the housekeeper. She was there to, to help pack and
0: help pack and clean up because before the they mother left.
1: couldn't do it and stuff. And, and
0: now, you were mentioned they went upstairs and looking at the map and everything. What I like about that because at the beginning you see Chunk do these things. You see him knock. Oh, you thought I was going to drop it. You thought, and then he drops it, and mm-hmm. then do all these clumsy things, right?
1: This, what I thought. Thanks a lot. This is what I was going to say. Oh, okay, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: Okay, so. Anyways, they get up there and they're looking through all the stuff and, you know, finding, you know, a lot of them are just kind of, eh, this is boring, you know, that kind of thing. And then Mike, you find, you know, comes upon a map, but he can't see it. He can't see it very well because it's dirty because and glassy and it's and, all
0: inside, so he can't see what it says.
1: Right. And and you would think that this map, okay, as old as it is, why would it not be in a museum for that town somewhere?
0: No, didn't they say a lot of that stuff was from the museum? Yeah, or but,
1: but, I mean, even then nowadays, something like that it. would be just, you know, that would be in a museum i don't care what, what i think you know. it was at one point or something yeah but so he can't see it very
0: well so what does he do he 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 looks over at Mouth and he goes hey mouth no, knowing not, no, not mouth chunk or chunk knowing that chunk's gonna drop it and then he can be like oh, okay it'll be no big deal it's so you see that this is it's not all good with mikey it's not like he's trying altruistic yeah. you know trying to do what's right in all situations He's going to be a little sneaky and everything, but he wants to see this because he has some interest and he desperately doesn't want to leave this place. Yeah. And everything. So he gets mouth to come over and he's like, he's like, here,
1: hold this real quick. And this (laughs) is the literal next day is when they're supposed to be sending papers and leaving, uh, basically all moving to different parts of the country or whatever else. You I'm know. like,
0: why aren't they packing or anything? Yeah, well.
1: Like, that one lady was over to help him, but they hadn't even
0: started yet, and they're moving the next day. That's a little
1: weird. I, I feel the pain right now, especially. Yeah.
0: But, um, you know, it, it's— it's It was so funny, though, because he's just like, hey, Chunk. And he goes, hold this for a second. And, like, it doesn't—it takes him less than, like, two seconds. He's
1: like, oh, okay, what's this? Ah. And then he <laughs> drops it, and it smashes. Chunk. Yeah, he finds the map, right? But then he also finds a picture of the guy that uh, what was his name the Chester Cop- Copperpot.
0: Cop- now I get confused because what's Oswald Copperpot? Is it the same last name? Yeah, as the penguin. Yeah. Okay. But I'm sure. I mean, I am mean, that actually. Chester named- Copperpot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, so no, they find the the, the, the ne- <laughs> they find the news article, you know, about him missing and and you know trying to locate basically one eyed Willie's gold and his his treasure. You know, and then they find that little little piece, right? That little uh, coin, doubloom, or whatever they call it. And we're
0: not talking what was broken off the statue in the last scene. Mm. It's another piece.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> so, they, they find the doubloom, and I, I, I
0: just- Dora I, knows what those are.
1: It's a doubloom. <laughs> That's right. But then how did they end up to find out where to use the doubloom? I, I kind of lost it there. Wait, like, what? <laughs> okay, they find the map. They find the bloom and stuff like that. The bloom
0: has holes in it. Yeah.
1: And, but how did they know where to stand and everything? The map mm-hmm. took them there.
0: The map took them there? Yeah. So the third one was the restaurant. You had the, 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 right. light, yeah, yeah, yeah. the rock, the lighthouse, and the restaurant. That's right. And he goes, well, the third one's a restaurant, but that doesn't make any sense. But you but know.
1: How did a 13-year-old kid figure that out? I mean, Chester Coppapod obviously figured it out too, mm-hmm. but how did only <laughs> a bunch of kids figure out you know, as far as Chester Copperpot found out, and obviously it probably took him a little while to get to that point. I don't
0: know. Maybe it's one of those movie things, you know, how whenever they ask the child, the child always sees things that the adults can't see, especially in M. Night Shyamalan movies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which never
0: really happens. But <laughs> but it's one it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, give it to a kid. Let's try something different. The mind of a child can yeah. open up the mystery. And then
1: somehow they, they're able to t- tie up their 16 or 17 year 17-year-old brother with his... Uh, old school uh uh what do you even call those things uh, sitting down you know stretching stretchy it out. spring workout S- machines there we go i like that <laughs> but uh so some you know he he knows his who his brother is right you know i mean he knows his brother probably gets into a lot of trouble and he ends up having to defend his brother on a lot of and situations. his
0: mom does not believe him and won't let him finish <laughs> he's like no mom
1: oh mom mom you gotta laugh me... mom Mom Didn't you learn how to exercise like a normal kid? But mom Look at
0: yes. you, you're mom. here. Where's your brother? Mom! God, what's wrong with you people? Rosalina, come here. Wait, you gotta
1: let me out of here. Rosalita! <laughs> I see. Onita. Onita. R- Rosalina, wait, wait, come come here. I'm pretty sure he could have got out of there and then you know, how I mean. hard would it be like? Mom, Mikey's gone. He has asthma. He tied me up. You let you
0: know, untie me so I can go get him.
1: And and Brand, Brand, I mean, Brand is a silly name, anyways. But Brand was like, I think it's Brandon. Yeah, probably short for Brandon. But he was, you know, he was a great older brother. I mean, he really was a great older brother. You know, I mean, he He was. He comforted
0: like when Mikey was outside crying at the beginning. He he he
1: gave him a hug,
0: and he was always looking out for him. And when they had a chance to get out uh after mikey's speech he stayed behind because in not necessarily because he believed in what mikey said Mm -hmm. because in the next scene when mikey's trying to figure it out he's just kind of like rolling his eyes he's like why couldn't i have had a sister or something (laughs) instead of that as he's trying to figure out the map so you could see like he doesn't want to be there but this he could see how much this is affecting mikey Mm -hmm. and so he wants him to he probably doesn't believe it he's probably like i ah, just let him have a good time before we're kicked out of our home yeah and then he yeah. gets
1: on a. Uh, I don't even know how he rode that thing that little kid girl's bike i don't know you know with training wheels and you know it's like he couldn't have seen if dad's got a they had a to better have bike here because he wouldn't be able to
0: pedal his legs that fast yeah
1: and then so he gets caught up by by andy's boyfriend you know quote unquote with with uh with Plink Plinkman too um um talking about steph yeah, uh, Martha Plimpton. Yeah, M- Martha Plimpton. And if you notice, like Andy was telling him, you know, when he he's holding on to Josh Brolin's arm because I'm sorry, but Josh Brolin seemed like a little bit bigger than him, you know. <laughs> yeah, and and he just kind of man holding big his guy. arm. Yeah. So you know, if you Even notice during that scene, Martha Plimpton's character was the one trying to really, really stop him from holding on to his arm to Josh Brolin's arm you know andy was like stop it stop it stop martha plinkett well, literally trying to rip off his arm you know do that from- again <laughs> anyways <laughs> can, can
0: we focus please can we sorry focus? that's one of those times that i wish that we had video <laughs> that we were a video podcast really no but i have things that i want to say about andy's characters but they knew that he was on a pink bike so how did they think they were getting back home
1: that's a good question.
0: Because <laughs> if they're like, "Leave me here," then like they don't know the restaurant. They don't know if Fratelli's are in the restaurant. Yeah. They don't have anywhere close where you can make a phone call. Yeah. There's no cell phones yeah. at this time. So, I wonder what the- I would have been like. Just wait until we get back. Then yeah. I'll go out and help yeah. them out.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and and so they get to the restaurant, or they start using coin to figure out that the restaurant's the starting point. You know, for 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 the whole treasure hunt, it's the real starting point.
0: Did you know Josh Brolin's only five ten? I did not know that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. His dad's six four, James Brolin, but yeah, Josh Brolin is. I feel like I don't know. Maybe it's because he played Thanos or something. But yeah. Josh Brolin is is five ten. Well, crazy. and he
1: played Cable, but like Cable seemed like he was taller than Deadpool. Yeah, which and Ryan he is Reynolds in the comic but
0: Ryan Reynolds is six two. But they look yeah to be the same. If not, Josh was maybe he had some like platforms or uh, something. something. I bet he got a yeah. bunch of crap from. Yeah. From Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Go ahead.
1: But anyways, they get to the restaurant or what's left of a restaurant. I mean, Whatever it's that kind of a rundown is. place. Um, it looks more like a bar, you know, like an old bar or something, you know. And and so they get to this place and, you know, they're watching the Fratellis do a bunch of crazy things and, you know, bring out bodies. And, and you know, I, I think if they Whose saw, bodies were those? Oh, didn't I think they said it. Because they escaped uh, from jail... They didn't
0: have any bodies unless their bodies were waiting there when they got back from the jail. But we're, I was wondering if those those were those two people that came to um, Mikey's and Brand's house to have them, hey, give these papers to your dad, you know, the ones that were trying well, to get there. Well, they showed their, up at
1: the very end too, though.
0: Yeah, but were the was that them or was that different workers? Because I feel like they were like, yeah, you know, because after they walk away from the house, they're like, ah, just a few more plots and then we'll have everything that we need yeah. or whatever they said. Yeah. I don't know. I thought maybe there were there was those two that had stumbled upon the restaurant yeah. and went inside and found the Fratellis and so the Fratellis killed them. I don't know. Yeah, it just you show up and suddenly they have two bodies in between the time they helped. What's his name escape and now and and
1: and you know they didn't they didn't uh, instead of the Goonies saying oh. Let's call the cops because I think this is a dead body. I mean, we already know. Or Chunk, even
0: before that, Chunk found the car with bullet holes in yeah,
1: it. Yeah, yeah. And, and we know Chunk's not a very good, uh, <laughs> he's the worst possible person to call the cops. Right. Uh, as we find out because apparently he calls and says aliens or this and, and, and gremlins, gremlins and, and, you know, all this other fun, fun stuff. Um, <clears throat> so the cops really don't believe him. But anyways, you know, you would think you would call the cops on this situation right away. But no. Yeah, we 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 are kids, and you know it would we it's be a Rachel moment. You know the fact that you know we wouldn't have a movie if they didn't do this. So they end up getting in there after the Fertelli's leave, and they,
0: why would the Fratelli mother let them in the restaurant? This is a, a question that I wrote down.
1: Well, pro- probably because not to stir up any suspicion.
0: Yeah, but I mean she could just be a jackass person, but she actually invites them in, gets them water. Let's them see the sons that are in there, one of which is supposed to be in jail, and yeah. he just comes right out. Or was it the younger one? I can't remember, but I'm just wondering what was her... Because they obviously went in and then she caught him there. Why didn't she just say, get out? You know, this is private property, get out.
1: Well, probably not to get any kind of suspicion, bring suspicion to, to her 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 sons or anything else like that. And and again, it wouldn't be a movie without it. You I know.
0: know. that's I Maybe mean, it's a Rachel moment, but it's just one of those things. Like, I wonder why there was a different way she could have gone about
1: that yeah. seemed, that would have fit her character <laughs> they give her, better they it give felt, him a glass of water <laughs> that's
0: what I'm saying I feel like the only reason they let him stay is because they were going to kill him yeah. but then maybe Brandon showed up and they're like okay we gotta let him go now this is an yeah. older kid
1: so they, they end up going back out and waiting for the vertelli's to leave basically and they go back in they go down you know they're searching the place because they know that this is their starting point um, well
0: at least Mikey does
1: yeah Mikey does and, and so they end up, you know, searching through the place, and you know, chunks looking for food. Like always, he ends up. Going- Chunk wants to get out of there. He just smells he, the food. He does. He does. <laughs> He's but not he looking wants for the food. the food. And when is the last time
0: you smelled ice cream? Even when you have it like right open, right under you, with your nose right up to it, can you smell it? No. No, because no. that's like a steam thing. Yeah. So I don't know how he smells it. This kid's got like yeah. So super nose he's got the super sniffer like (laughs) (laughs) us
1: so he goes they end up finding this freezer with a dead person in the freezer Mm -hmm. and and they let it out again not calling the cops not going to the cops which we know that there's a phone there because you know chunk later on finds it and uses it right but anyways so they find the freezer and then the dead body comes out and they slowly start stuffing it in there and you just see chunk behind there with the body, I mean, I think I would be saying something at this point, but the body gets stuffed with chunk behind him. Yeah. Then they end up finding the fire. The shitty
0: friends. Yeah,
1: it really is. <laughs> like, like I know it's a rush and everything, but I think somebody would
0: have been like, "Wait, wait, wait! Where's chunk? Where's chunk?" Yeah. Like, yeah. like you do a quick glance and you right. you know you're missing somebody
1: and you're like, "Who is it?" <laughs> but then, anyways, you get you get to the point where they find the fireplace and then they find a grate there under the fireplace, and so, I guess that's the. The entrance to the secret area, apparently. So maybe
0: it was like a cabin of like the last pirate, because you know it felt like they built it as they were coming out. Yeah, like from the yeah. ship all the way out, and then when they got to the top, maybe they sealed it off with that mm-hmm. grate or whatever, and then built a cabin there that eventually got turned into yeah. a restaurant or something.
1: Yeah, and then so then the fratelli's come back, and they're they're watching above them. You know, as a fratelli's and he grabs the pizza. And um, you know, Chunk starts smelling the pizza. He knows exactly what's on that pizza, mind you. That's pepperoni. Yeah, and and man, it, it just you see you see the dynamic between the Fratellis family, uh-huh. you know, and you have you have Robert Davi who ends up getting slapped by uh, Mama Fratelli, right? And apparently, he was to- he told her to smack him. really 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 smack him and so that's a real smack and he uh you know but you could tell who her favorite is it's obviously francis right you know francis is i'm guessing the younger one the youngest one yeah and so francis is uh the favorite so you know mama fratelli protects francis you know francis is her good boy Well, he seems to be the one that usually gets it
0: right 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 (laughs) even though we see nothing but wrong in this one where have we seen that guy uh, the one, uh, uh, Robert Davi. Um, let me see. What has uh, he been in? He, oh, Die Hard. He was the, uh, Agent Johnson. Yeah. He Die Hard. Agent, this, um, this is Agent Johnson. I'm Special Agent Johnson. Who gets Johnson. marked real quick. Yeah. He was Special Agent yeah, Johnson, yeah. I think.
1: And, uh, he was apparently in Expendables. Yeah. Um, I
0: just, I remember him in, uh, in <laughs> the Die yeah. Hard movie. That's why. So
1: the Goonies, you know, they, they, they know that they're there. And so they know there's really no other way out. Right, and so they they all just start going down the fireplace, you know, and and you know again this then they find the dead body, right, and then they they uh, end up pushing you know chunk back there, and they start start slowly going into the fireplace. Everybody start going in there because the fertilities are coming downstairs, and you know they don't find chunk, but you know they're like oh Mikey's like oh where's chunk at, and he's like oh he's still up there. They don't find chunk. And then they leave again, I guess, and and or they go outside, or they go back upstairs or something. And and Chunk finally comes out of the freezer, and they tell Chunk, you know, go 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 to the police, go to the police, go to the police, you know whatnot. Where he ends up sliding out the window, you know, tr- climbing out the window, uh, you know, the side, and then gets away, you know. And it's dark at this time, you know, where we got the Goonies still down in the basement under, you know, under the fireplace. And then Chunk is, like, waving down people trying to get their attention to, you know, get, get a hold of the cops. And yeah, what, I'd always remember it as they came back in and caught him.
0: Yeah. Because I, I, when he started running away and he's on the road, I'm like, oh, what the heck? Is this a different version? I was like, oh, wait, yeah, that's right. He gets yeah. picked up by... And the literal
1: one lo car that's so stuck. You know, he's me. a professional Yo. opera singer. I don't, I don't doubt it. He had a pretty good voice. Yeah, but he's a professional Italian opera singer. And so, um, but but, you know, you just have Francis and Jake... They end up picking up Chunk and putting him with that dead body in the backseat. So he just can't get away from this dead body. And then they start interrogating Chunk to find out where the Goonies are and where his friends are. Because they know that all these people were together at one point.
0: Now, what I like about this is this is probably... Um, so Chunk, he, you know, he's, he's the one that comes through in the end apparently yeah i don't know if that was that's always been the case with them That like, like it's only when it's like dire straits that like chunk comes through but um <clears throat> he did prove his worth as a goonie because while they were interrogating him um he kept saying oh, i don't know he could have said oh they're in the fireplace
1: well he does eventually
0: but yeah but i mean he could have said it right at the beginning yeah. or whatever and they uh they keep they keep going on and and he you know, tell us everything, everything. Okay. And so he goes, he bounces from one thing to another of all the things that he used to do. And actually made, made the one, uh, Jake, uh, start laughing. laughing. Yeah. And he's like, I like this kid. And everything. <laughs> you see him like start smiling as he's telling him the story and everything? And he's just like,
1: <laughs> okay, I'll, Thought. In third grade, I cheated on my
0: history exam. In fourth grade, I stole my Uncle to two and I glued it on my face when I played Moses in my Hebrew school play. In fifth grade, I knocked my sister reading down the stairs, and I blamed it on the dog. My mom sent me to a, to a summer camp for fat kids. And then, once third lunch, I got nuts, and I peaked out, and they kicked me out! But the worst thing I ever done, I mixed up all this fake puke at home, and then I went to this movie
1: theater, hid the puke in my jacket, climbed up to the balcony, and then this is then I made a noise like this. And then I dumped it over the side all the people in the audience, then, then then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I never felt so bad in my entire life. Mom, they're getting to like this kid much. <laughs> Hit puree. And these are hardcore killers that he's doing this to.
0: Yeah. No less. And he bounces from one thing to another, and all he's doing is stalling to yeah. give them a bigger head start. Yeah. And everything. And that's why, like, when they finally figure it out, he's like, hey, Mikey. Hey,
1: Mikey. You can hear me. Run! Run! They're
0: coming after you! And uh, then afterwards, instead of going to the police, he has this big guy sloth he's got on his side, even though he knows it's family of theirs. he uh, I Baby guess he,
1: Ruth! He has, baby Ruth! Rocky Road! We should probably stop. Yeah.
0: Um, but... You know he he takes them with uh, he he takes chunk with him and and ends up saving him again. You know, yeah. Give, first he gives them you know time to get away and then he brings chunk, uh, he brings sloth, who would have no reason to follow them. You know, and so I I, I thought it was really cool because that scene really shows uh, you know proves chunk's merit as a goonie. Yeah, yeah, he's loud. Yeah, he's annoying. Yeah, he's clumsy, and uh, it gets on everybody's nerves and stuff like that. But that dude. He represented, yeah, for the Goonies, yeah. you know. He he he, just straight up, he was he was just uh, a Goonie, so I like that. Well, and
1: they, they they go down there, and they're the Goonies are down there, and uh, while Chunk's tied up next to Sloth, and you know we, we see that Sloth can actually get out, you know, fairly easy, you know, and so you know he calls the cops. Chunk's calls the cops. Cops don't believe him. He tells them the Fratellis and all this other stuff, which. I could think that they kind of believed him at that point because why would he even bring up the Fratellis? You know what I mean? Well, did they, though? Because
0: they didn't come running. They, They probably didn't realize that he was telling the truth until, like, midnight came around and all those kids were missing. Yeah. And the parents started calling police station. They're probably like... Yeah, he did mention something because they did pull up to the peach pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, and and you know the fact that you know Chunk's mom brought him a pizza, you know, knowing that he's still hungry. She that's what she was worried about. It's a good mom that he was hungry. But anyway, so they get down there and they find Chester Copperpot. They find out where he 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 was. Apparently, he was crushed by a rock that Data pretty easily avoided. I guess. Um, and the rock didn't really seem like it was that. It, it took a while to drop, so I don't know. Chester Copper Pot must have been drunk or something down there. But, anyways, they they get through that first, you know, Indiana a Jones, uh, Indiana Jones esque type, and there are a bunch thing. of these different traps
0: and riddles and puzzles to solve and everything yeah. like that. And some of them actually start to blend together for me after mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, I get to be like, okay, there's you know, data falling down into that. Spikes thing, you oh, know, pitches somehow. of
1: power, pitches of power. Yeah, somehow a, a thin <laughs> little spring was able to hold him up, and he was even bouncing at the end, you know. And then that's exactly where they had to go, you know, apparently. Do my uh, favorite part. Oh, of falling and tile
0: of skeleton.
1: Why did you use the stairs?
0: Use the stairs. 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 The stupid guys up. Tell to use the stairs when Dana's falling. Dana said nobody's
1: caring
0: anymore. He's okay. And, and some guy up there tell me I have too many inventions and I've been spending months and months standing on them in Vanguard. Oh ah. He just has this big looks. Yeah. He's just talking to himself and everybody's like, yeah, hey, uh, yeah. Don't ask if Dana's okay and. uh, Mikey walks by, he's like, yeah, guys, data's fine, and (laughs) just keep moving. He's still talking to himself. It was hilarious.
1: So he falls down, and then they go through a bunch of different maze-type situations, you know, and then you get to where they're down into uh, um, a wishing well. Right. And this is a scene where, you know, it's kind of a turning point, you know, for the movie, a possible turning point for the movie, because they could have left the whole thing behind, called the cops, the Fratellis would have been caught more than likely, Everything would have went back to normal. But, again, they wouldn't be Goonies anymore. They would have lost their home and everything else like that. Mike, Mike if it wasn't for Mike and in, in that push, you know, they probably would have gone out scathe-free, you know, and everything else would have been just, you know. And he cured. had that speech, you know. Goonies never say die. I'm not a Goonie. I want to go home. I forgot. But still, don't
0: you realize? The next time you see Sky, it'll be over another town. The next time you take a test, it'll be in some other school. Our parents, they want the best of stuff for us. But right now, they got to do what's right for them, because it's their time,
1: their time up there down here it's our time it's our time down here that's
0: all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket and what do you think that
1: means it's our parents time up there it's our time down here meaning that it's it's their time to shine their time to to make their life worth being more than just goonies or just more than than those outcast of of kids you know what I mean I think it's it's For them to to shine in their life, you know, where they haven't really shined anywhere else throughout their life. So, like, it's our time down here.
0: Like, uh, um, they know they're trying to get the money. They're trying to get the treasure so they can save their time. So, you know, the parents got to worry about everything up there. This is our mission. The parents' mission is to worry about buying and selling coming up with money and signing papers and Mm -hmm. all that this is our mission this is our deal down here this is how we're gonna do things Mm -hmm. we're gonna go get our own future we're gonna get our own you know we're gonna uh do our own thing so and and as
1: a plumber again the whole thing with the pipes that that's just not a possibility because those pipes would have been actually in the in the cement they wouldn't have been (laughs) just hanging out and been able to. they don't get loose after a while no okay no (laughs) Had um, to ask, yeah, it, and and you know they're, they're in the uh, apparently they're under this golf course that's going to be expanded into you know the entire town. Town. That's somehow. what I was going to
0: say. I was like, well, they already got a golf course. I guess they need another yeah. one because because so to lay out this you know you have uh, a story. You have the Goon docks and you have the hills. Yeah, and all the rich people live in the hills, and all the Goonies live in the Goon docks. Yeah, <clears throat> that part that you were just talking about. Is also the part where Andy decides to be a goonie. Yeah, not by geography, but in spirit. Yeah, you know, she gives up her jacket. Yeah, she she, gives- she sends her jet, her letter or the Letterman jacket she was wearing of Troy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, sends it back up, and he's even like, Andy, you goonie. Yeah.
1: Which, which and then she already moved on to, uh, you know, Josh Brolin's character. She
0: so moved on to him to when Brand. they were, like, at the restaurant. Yeah, and... She uh, probably wanted him when she was in Troy's car.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and so you get to see... Oh, they have to go to the bathroom. That yeah, they, they have to go to yeah. the bathroom, and then, you know, she ends up wanting to kiss Bran, but she goes, he goes. That's the girls' bathroom. That's the boys' bathroom. Brand goes in the middle. Where are you going? Oh, this is the men's room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that, okay, sixteen-year-old. Yeah, and then she's calling. She's calling. Um, she's calling uh, Brand, Brand for help. <laughs> like what? Like, and he had Brand, Brand come just, and help me. He pee. doesn't even care. He's like. He's like go see I'll what, she, see what wants. she wants. Yeah. And, and, and Mikey apparently romantic. he's already gone pee so you know he, he goes up there she wants and, to be
0: in a dark tunnel yeah. and make it more romantic and uh, what's her name Steph's like get your head out of the clouds but when she sees Mikey go in there oh
1: she thought it was hilarious she
0: goes oh like what's about to happen now here's where I wanted to talk about Andy I'm sorry <laughs> but in this movie this chick she is an idiot she really is she is an I airhead mean, Whenever you're telling her different things, she's always like 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 her heads are in the clouds, like, What? you know, oh and then she comes out knowing that there is one people in the war one person in their whole group of people that has braces. And she walks out to Steph and says, When did Bran get braces? You can tell if somebody has braces. And she goes, Well and look look, you're looking at all these people, right? You know, you see you Obviously who has braces. When did Brand have braces? when did Brand get braces? And she just laughs at him. She says, Steph's probably like, You're such an idiot. Yeah. Why am I friends with you? Well, well, that's what she said. She said, Next time, open your eyes. Yeah, try open your eyes. It might be a whole new experience. Yeah. And then what does she say? She goes, Look out, there's a hole around here. I think Brand was standing in it. Because she had to like reach down to kiss him. Like, how many clues do you need to go? This is a small kid with braces. Yeah. Oh, it's probably uh Mikey. Not brand when did you get braces and why are you standing in a hole yeah, yeah. why are you significantly shorter than than you should be <laughs> yeah and then and then oh, we get to geez. the the piano scene but it was a sweet it was a sweet scene because you know he, <laughs> mikey's he, just kind of uh, yeah he walked out like in a daze because mikey's like the most innocent one of all yeah. he's probably the weakest of all and all that because i mean Chunk, but he's kind of their leader Chunk could fight for himself mouth has his mouth and i think he could fend for himself Data's got gadgets to fend for himself. Yeah. I don't think my, you know, Mikey doesn't seem like a fighter and everything, but yeah, he is the one pushing him. But I don't know. It just seemed it's,
1: which is funny because he's the weakest one, but yet he's the leader of the Goonies. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. Essentially, I mean, Josh Brolin's not really, or Brand's not really uh, part of the their Goonie group, but he's still a Goonie, you know, and and but. Mikey's the, the leader. You yeah. Know. yeah.
0: And I think the other kids, they were always kind of coming along for one last adventure. Mikey believed the whole time he could find the treasure and he would find the treasure and save everybody. Yeah. Everybody else was kind of like, okay, let's go on an adventure. Brand just came to the restaurant to get Mikey because he, yeah. uh, he was probably getting himself in trouble. He only went with them past that to be with Andy because Andy's she's like oh yeah let's go see what's going on he goes yeah all right you know she's gonna be here this is time I get to spend with her yeah. before I have to leave yeah. so yeah I'm gonna be I'm gonna spend some time with her and everything Steph was just kind of like oh god whatever you know so everybody was kind of go along for their own different reasons the other boys and stuff they didn't really believe in it Chunk wanted to go home and all that Mikey's the only one that wanted to believe in it. So he's kind of like living a hero's journey right now. He's starting yeah. off as like kind of the weak guy. Found, finds this treasure map, gets to kiss the pretty girl and all that, and they're running from bad guys now. And so he feels like he's on an adventure. Yeah. And I think he's like – I think he's, I mean, it's the reason he gets rid of the inhaler. By the way, people that don't have asthma, that's not that. how that works. No, <laughs> I wish I could just throw away my inhaler and be like, I, you know what? Who I don't have it? asthma
1: anymore. I'm going to just throw <laughs> away my inhaler, you know? <laughs> Who
0: needs it? That's not how asthma yeah. works. But, but I get, mean, in, in, in symbolically and story-wise, it was him throwing away his weakness, yeah. you know, the, the person yeah. that he used to be because now he's like this hero who's been on this adventure or whatever. But yeah, so then they get to the piano scene and Andy continues to prove how useless she is. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean. And, <laughs> this the is the most is, useful is, she it, is. Yeah, and and you see it's like, you know, is it really that good of a a booby trap if. A booty trap. Yeah. A booby trap. That's what I said. Hey, Kayla,
0: where are you going? I'm setting booty traps. Booby traps. That's what I said, Sam. I'm setting booby traps in case of anybody's following us. Like if we're tallers, so we can hear them coming. Okay, hurry up. Good
1: idea. Hey, Dada, where are you going? i saying booty traps. You mean booby traps. That's what I said, booby traps. Quiet. Shh. God, these guys. He kept saying booty trap, and when they corrected him, he, like, he gets so mad. That's what I said. Yeah, and he has the bully blinders that, that last for, what, five seconds? Yeah, I love his his names. Pictures of power. <laughs> but anyways, to get the piano scene, it's like, is it really just kind of a real real booby trap? I mean, it, you know, they, they kind of... Lost all the flooring, which is what they were supposed to be doing, anyways. And yeah, they had to catch, you know, uh, Brand, and then they had to catch uh, what was it, Data, too, right? Yeah, because he came running like an idiot and pushed her and made her hit the wrong note. Yeah, but they finally, finally get the 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 drawbridge down. Slick shoes. Yeah, Did use the slick shoes to slow the other. But ones then the down. bad guys just able to crawl right around and. You it know, seemed like and, they were they were making a real big deal about having to crawl
0: up that little bank. Yeah, like yeah. I know it was slippery and everything, but they're after these kids. Yeah, they were being very dramatic about it, and then comes the most fun to- fun thing in the whole movie that every kid wanted to do when they were younger. Yeah, go down the slides, and, and that's exactly what my son wanted to do whenever yeah. I watched it with him. He's like, I wish these were real. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we've watched it a few times and everything, and he loves it. And yeah. so when we watched again this time, we got on the slides. He goes, "Is this a slide part?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> and so they start sliding. He goes, oh, "I wish these were real." Yeah. You know, we just got done doing the water park yeah. and everything. He loves water slides. So,
1: but they I go like down the point. water slides and and they end up, you know, in this this cove, you know, right. and and they see the ship. Which I like it, that word. That's a good. good a that's cove. a good word. Yeah. yeah, it's a good word for this. But anyways, they they find the cove with the ship there, not Martin Cove. No. The guy from Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and and they Ooh. get the they get the cove, and the the ship is actually a real ship um, that they uh, they created and everything else like that. I don't know where they got the ship from, to be honest with you. But. So
0: they were they were doing some construction on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and uh, which was in close by, and was it Disneyland or World or whichever one's yeah. out in California. Um, so they were doing construction on uh, the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and so they were using parts from that to help build the ship. But it took like three months, I think, to build it. And so there was anticipation. where you getting to that? There was anticipation on the set about mm-hmm. all that.
1: Yeah, it it just it it was a pretty cool ship, but what I mean, what it was, was like this, over a hundred feet, eighteen hundred years, or it was in eighteen hundreds or something, or seventeen hundreds, or I don't know, eighteen hundreds probably.
0: Uh, no, probably not that recent. Probably more like 14 or 15. Well, probably maybe 15,
1: And I'm sorry. That ship probably would have already hit the bottom and sunk. And maybe.
0: Maybe stuff. it was a very good ship. And maybe it's, it's probably shallow all the, over there, although I don't know how it escaped at the end. But what's interesting about that scene is that they had them all come into the, the, the stage when they were getting ready to do it. They had them back up into the water. They had to keep their eyes closed. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, we got speakers underneath the water. We're going to yell action. You're going to pop up, wipe the water from your eyes, turn around, and we want to get your first reaction. So they did that. They backed them into the water. They put it the water, popped up, turned around. And some of them just were speechless. They didn't say anything. They were just like, oh, wow, one cast member ruined it. And I said, oh. Yeah, it was Josh Brolin. And he turned around and he goes, holy shit. You know, and so he just – ruined the entire take so they had to do it again and they said that 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 second take is is kind of what they got you know as far as the reaction i imagine maybe there was one or two that they probably could have kept that same
1: reaction i guess
0: that whole stage was crazy
1: no but it, it just it was it was pretty cool because you know Seeing that 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 ship in there was probably just just blown away, and like you said, you know, it was just you know everybody was just speechless and everything else like that. But you know how close it was to me; it was kind of weird. Like the bad guys were so close behind them that they should have been coming out of that slide like
0: right immediately,
1: immediately. But it was like they were taking <laughs> twice as long to get down the slide.
0: Well, by the time they got through that door to go down the slide the fratellis had fallen back down from where they were coming didn't they or 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 were they close to i thought they had fallen back down either way yeah it was pretty close and i don't see how they don't get up into the ship and be like oh we gotta hide or somebody look out for the fratellis because they're right behind us why doesn't anybody do that why don't they have a look out
1: they know yeah. they're right behind them. But that's what I'm saying. They were so close behind them that that they should have been dropping in that water with before they even got to the ship.
0: But even if they weren't, as soon as they got to the ship, they it's like they've all forgot yeah. what was going on, and understandably because Jules. But I mean, you leave somebody outside, or and something. Be, yeah, be like you know either data, yeah. Or, you know, so you can signal us and, or whatever. And, and
1: the fact that, you know, like Staff, Chunk and Sloth were able, to, as much of an idiot as both of them were, you know, they were able to, you know, follow through and follow them exactly. But, I mean, they, they arrived pretty close, too, you know, um, with, within, you know, a period of time, you know, uh, from when the Goonies and the bad guys I got So there. I
0: don't know how. I mean, it didn't even show them, go, well, it showed them going through the pipes place and everything. So. Yeah.
1: And so you get Mikey's character talking to one Eye Willie down there. And he, de- he thinks he's alone, you know, but everybody's pretty much, you know, like, look what Mikey did, basically. Look what where Mikey has led us. Look, uh, you know, look, because we trusted him, you know, we all doubted him, but look where Mikey's led us and him talking to one Eye Willie, you know, he's like, you know, he's crying almost. And he said, he said, you know, how long you guys been standing there? And they Well, said, it all became enough.
0: real. For, it became real for all of them yeah. at that moment. I mean, when they went down the slides and everything and they come up from the water and they see the ship... Holy shit, we found the ship. Yeah, We've done what nobody else could do. And then they come in that room and see the jewels and see Mikey standing there. They're finally like, oh, we get it. We're now at that place that Mikey's been this entire time where he absolutely knew they were going to find it. He knew that they would be the ones to find it. I feel like that the whole time he was driving them. He's like, you know, look, we've gotten farther than Chester Copperpot ever got. You yeah. know, we're going to find this treasure. They finally felt that when they got there. I mean, it's it's a shame they didn't feel that beforehand. But I think in that moment and hearing him, the way he was talking to the pirate and how personal it all was yeah. to him and everything, they realized what he had kind of gone through. And, and they were all kind of right there at that moment. Yeah. Now, was it um, them taking that gold off that scale or was it blowing up that boulder that started to make everything cave in? Because they both kind of happened at the same time. I think it was the booby trap. Because the, the there was, was they tons a, of booby traps. But remember, they thing. made a point to say, don't touch this. This is one-eyed willies. Remember when yeah. Mouth was about to grab the gold? And then later on, one of the people, I, I don't know if it was the mom or the brothers or whatever, they tried to take the gold off there. And it started to shake the boat and do all mm-hmm. these things. But you didn't feel like it did anything to the cavern until they were like, why when they tried to light the candle (laughs) and uh, he's like, wait, why is it burning like that? (laughs) They just it says dynamite on the thing. And when they grabbed it, you could see it said dynamite. But, you know, they're idiots. So then it blows up that thing. So I I always wondered if it was the Goonies that did that or if it was a one eyed willy trap to release. Like if you were good enough to get here and you're grabbing this Mm -hmm. gold it releases the ship here now you can have the rest of the treasure if yeah. you were good enough to find it yeah. or if it was meant to go sail out to sea and sink somewhere right because it was never clear about when you see that ship and everybody's watching it it's like uh, is anybody gonna get into a boat and chase that thing down because there is a the Coast Guard. on that ship the coast guard if we were coasties you know how fast we'd be boarding that pirate ship he like yeah wasn't much on there no,
1: wasn't much at all. Kids were really exaggerating. But, but what's the maritime law? Bow. Like isn't it like what 25 miles out to sea that it's really it's not salvageable? Salvageable or it's or isn't it, it it's not any certain countries. So
0: some people have talked about this and it's not really clear whether or not if a bunch of kids followed a treasure map and found it underground somewhere not located no. under on any grounds that people own. If it's considered salvage and if it's considered salvaged then they should be able to get all the money Mm -hmm. U.S. salvage laws. I'm not too sure about that. That'd be
1: something to maybe look into, maybe talk about on our next episode. Um, But, you know, so so, you know, Fratelli's catch them. They get they get the Goonies and they basically make them empty out their pockets. And we see that, you know, Mikey's got a marble bag. Uh, from the get go, because he he's messing with his marbles when right That's before he, yeah t- ties up brand right you know so he's got a marble bag and he, you see him dump it dump out his marbles but then you see him you know fill it up again
0: right you fill know, it up with jewels
1: right. so the fratelli's make you know mouth you know spit out all that pearls <laughs> the and then all the, all the diamonds and stuff in his mouth you know and they make him basically empty out everything you know because the fratelli's want it all and so you know they make him walk the plank and. Then you get Mouth and Steph on the plank, um, and and so all of a sudden they're about the Fratelli's make them walk the plank. Ooh, he's gonna make them jump in the water. Who cares? You know, hey, you they're not guys. killing them. They're not killing them. Yeah, and then and then yeah. you then you get Sloth and Chunk show up to save them, save the day. Obviously, the fertilities are scared of their, I'm guessing, older brother i'd have to guess is probably maybe the oldest either one. The, uh, the oldest or the middle yeah i know francis is the youngest
0: yeah. but i i had always thought before that he was maybe the youngest and just like that but maybe i think they actually said that francis was the youngest in there but um i i, I think that they look at it because they see sloth with the kid yeah and that sloth didn't just kill this kid yeah Oh, they're probably he now. Sloth is working for this kid, and he when he rips off the, the shirt and it's Superman. Mm-hmm. You know the one brother, you hear Jake. The music or, that yeah, they played? The, of course the and because it was Richard Donner who directed yep. the first two Superman, uh-huh. so that was a little nod. But also the the one brother, the older brother, was like, you know, oh, we're in deep crap, Francis. <laughs> you know, like he yeah. knew at that point. Okay, now you know he's going to rough us up a little bit because we've been so cruel to him. But then everybody beats feet and gets out of there. The parents roll up, the friends roll up, the jerkwads roll up who are trying to buy the land and Mm -hmm. all that. Um, They're about to sign over the the property. (laughs) I guess it's like, I guess Mike's dad represents like the entire community or something. I, I guess. Because he's the one that has to sign. I don't know if it's just like everybody signed except for Mikey's dad and that would complete the whatever the, I don't know. So... Whatever it is, the uh, the the housekeeper that's come over to help them pack and everything that that mouth was messing with. Uh, she's looking through the marble bag, and uh, she finds the jewels, and she's like, "Wait, don't sign, no pediment, no pediment. And he go and you know, mouse try to figure out, no sign. They figure out they've they got the jewels in his his marble bag, and he doesn't ever have to sign. They tear a bunch of pieces of paper up, throw it in the air. And you could see that from the side, a bunch of other pieces of paper were thrown in the air just to, like, make it look like more. And that's how we end our movie. Also, we end our movie by seeing the ship sail off and Chunk saying to Sloth, for some reason, you're going to come stay with us now. Like, did he clear that with his parents yet? No, but his parents didn't seem like they— They seem like the type of people that let him get they, away with that. Yeah, right? pretty
1: much. They, they probably get away, let him get away with everything because, you know, if your child is missing— you're not thinking of oh, I'm hopefully he's eating. Like, hopefully get he's some, having his get meals. Some pizza
0: for my bubby. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hopefully he's having his meals. You know, and and it's like, you know, most parents don't think hey, that. I'd
0: be worried about my child being hungry. Maybe he didn't
1: well, have. Yeah, food. but I mean, if they've gone been gone for <laughs> like eight hours. Much, but. You know, eight hours, you're not really worrying. You're worrying more about their safety, not about their appetite. So I suppose he kind of runs the roost
0: there and uh, is like, you're going to come live with us now, right, Mom and Dad? And they're like, yes, son.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of Dudley, you know, from from Harry Potter. You know, it's kind of that. that, Dudley, Dursley. Yeah, and uh, but anyways, so
0: here's what Corey Feldman said uh, about Richard Donner's passing. Um, So this is in regards to... Uh, Goonies too, I believe.
1: Um, well, and, and let's let's give a little background before you say what you're about to say. Uh-huh. Now, Corey Feldman is known in Hollywood as basically accusing all the bigwigs in Hollywood of of you know using pedophilia in their films and and with their, well, not only uh, that, their child actors,
0: yeah, not only that, but that some child actors have been uh, abused, yeah, um, sexually abused other types of abuse and pretty much like accusing that.
1: most of Hollywood of it. Now, what did he say?
0: Uh, he said, I don't know what, uh, what the hell it is, but all I know is that when I found out my dear friend, Richard Donner had signed on to do lethal weapon five as his swan song, meaning his last one, Uh, Well, that pretty much uh, sewed up the uh, rumor mill right there. It's done. We can't make the Goonies 2 without Donner. And Donner's off shooting guns with the Lethal Weapon people. Now, I don't know what the status is in the production of Lethal Weapon. We're going to get into that in a few weeks. Um, But... If they're saying that nobody's willing to make a Goonies, another Goonies movie without Richard Donner and now Richard Mm -hmm. Donner has passed
1: away. But it goes to show his character, you know, Richard Donner's character as a director, you know, because, you know, this this is somebody that Corey Feldman says it's rampant in Hollywood, but he was able to say good things about Richard Donner as a person you know what i mean right he and doesn't you're saying he's all he often doesn't often talk uh kindly about right directors producers and producers right. and, and in people, hollywood big wigs in hollywood
0: yeah i i don't i i don't think that they should do it honestly you know i like goonies how it is and to have a goonies 2 out there i'm like you can make the attempt uh without richard donner obviously right i mean even if spielberg you know wrote it and uh, somebody else directed it, like Chris Columbus. He's, he's directing now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have somebody like that direct it, you know, maybe in the same style or same spirit. Yeah. And even if you had all the actors come back, I don't know if it would be the same. I don't think it would. And I'm not just saying because of Richard Donner, but you're trying to... There's been so many attempts to recapture the magic yeah. with so many properties. And some of it works, some of it doesn't. It depends on what it
1: is. I don't know. I, I, really ha- I can't really name something that... That has worked well. You well, I mean, and they they did try to do Ghostbusters, but now I want to see this new one. That comes the new out. one, the new one, I think could be a redemption for the Ghostbusters it, franchise. The
0: trailer for the for the other remake was like, I was just going, oh no. Anyways, uh, this one looks this one looks like it it could it's be really Paul good, Rudd and it. it's I yeah, mean, it's got you know. Paul Rudd, and it's got a good
1: look to it. It does, it does. Um, they, it's more of a um, kind of a uh, a better, there's not as much comedy. It seems like in it, which, which, granted, you but know, Gus, it does look like somebody just threw multicolored paint at the, yeah, the
0: film, and, and, you and know,
1: because the original Ghostbusters was was a dark comedy. It was considered kind of a dark comedy, you know, because you know you had some ghosts in it. You know, but they were malevol- malevolent spirits, things like that. You know, where, where in the newer yeah, one some that they serious did part, yeah, the newer one, it was just like it was just a comedy. It was something that that would have aired on Saturday Night, there Night Live. Some legitimate scary
0: parts in the first one,
1: yeah, yeah, and even um, the second one that the the or the yeah, main that's bat- what I meant, the yeah, first two, yeah, the ghost in the second one was was it freaked me out too. Yeah, when I was whenever he
0: was quiet and that thing uh-huh. zapped him in the eyes yeah. and all that, yeah, that was freaking.
1: But but then this newer one seems on par with the first two you know it seems really on par with the first two but back going back to it you know i haven't really seen an a remake adaptation you know that was well well done i mean ninja turtles i love ninja turtles i've always been in, into ninja turtles now the remakes i liked them I, I really did but it still wasn't it wasn't there wasn't enough darkness to it i guess in a yeah. way you know where the original like ninja turtles one was real kind of dark, you know. It yeah. was real, real dark, you know, with 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 you know, especially with Leonardo, you know, uh, and getting beat up and and things like that, you know, and he, and Raphael and, and and all these characters, you know, it was kind of darkness to it. But it, it just it didn't. See, I haven't seen a remake, even Indiana Jones, the the Crystal Skull. Yeah, I, I thought it was say, crap. You have certain ones that
0: just bomb, where especially if you have everything the same, you have the same writer, same director, same Star, Star Wars. Wars. And it still fizzles out, um, you know. Total Recall. Now that was garbage because it didn't stick with what the original guy was trying to put out there. You know, Paul Verhoeven with his his you know blatant political messages, but that are hidden with comedy and yeah. everything. Um, it just went a different way. Now RoboCop. I didn't mind that remake. No, I didn't either. But it was because. Yeah, it didn't copy what Paul Verhoeven was, but it was trying to do its own thing and yeah. create its own message about free will yeah. and everything. And so that was that was even, because at least it was trying to say something. But yeah, yeah most of these, it's like trying to capture lightning in a bottle. Even the,
1: even the alien movies and the Predator versus
0: the alien movies, yeah, it still we, didn't have
1: the same feel of, of Predator. Even the Predator movies. That we haven't out, had a good that, alien movie since no. Aliens. Since and the Predators, that, that was so dumb. It just, it didn't feel in the same same even the same ballpark as the original Predator movies, you know? Oh,
0: that newish one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, there's something magical about Arnold in the jungle, you know, yeah. going after this guy hand in hand. And
1: even Danny Glover uh, in, in the part two, you know, where, where he it was it was just real, ra- you know, it's that 80s style, early 90s style uh, raunchiness of a movie. Well, you know?
0: Predator needs like a figure to fight because even Danny Glover was kind of like, eh, he was uh, famous for Lethal Weapons, yeah. so that helped. But when you have Predator movies that you could tell the studio doesn't have a lot of faith in. They don't have very big actors in them. Yeah. Well, like, you know, you have a presence like Arnold. Like, if we had that with, like, The Rock going mm-hmm. after The Predator, it would be kind of a good movie. I don't know how, too, how good of it would be because I'm pretty sure The Rock has a clause. Like most Diesel tough guys, show up
1: somewhere with a car and, and hit, hit, hit the... Uh,
0: I'm yeah. sure. No, I was just. Sure, well, Vin Diesel can go with this too. But I'm sure most tough guys, uh, the Rock being one of them, have clauses in their contracts where they can't look like a wuss. They can't
1: get beat yeah. up. Yeah. You know what well, I'm saying? Vin Diesel would show up in that movie and say, "Pick He's up the Rock." Family, family. I can't even the, you get you seen as all deep those deep memes. In? Oh yeah, they're everywhere. They're, they're on Star on Wars. Everything. They're
0: on everything. Yeah, it's like the most. It's. I mean, hey, you know what? Somebody's marketing that film. That that's a genius I'm idea. i in anime.
1: I follow a lot of anime stuff, and I'm literally seeing it in anime characters and a- anime yeah. things. You know, and and it's just insane. I think,
0: I think memes have become a more popular advertising method I than suppose. if you can find a good way to become viral yeah. of it. Let's make fun of a bunch of people and, and make money off. Seriously, of it. man, all you have to do is start something that that goes viral and everything. It'll be great advertising. I mean, now because yeah. now everybody's like you know fast nine this fast nine that when nobody wants more movies but we're just making fun of how ridiculous yeah, it's become <laughs> it has
1: they need to slow down and go back to the yeah you know regular street racing you know?
0: <laughs> that'll never happen no, no i think i, I, think I they're watched they're space the fr-
1: next right
0: no they went to space in oh this i know. one, apparently i know so anyways uh did you enjoy this movie i did I this time this around
1: yeah
0: okay it's a great movie yeah i i I always enjoyed this movie but as we said on our last episode you know just um rewatching some of these you analyze things more you look at things more yeah. now there's not a lot more to this episode No. you know we really just talked about the episode we tried not to get into anything deep because there's not really anything deep no. um but it's it's just a straight up adventure movie so we like talking about what we like about it mm-hmm. um so this is a movie, one of the first movies from my childhood that I yeah. showed my son. Mm-hmm. Um, he loved it. You know, yeah, it was different back then. There was some cussing and different things like that. Not anything that's going to mess a kid up. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. Um, it's, I think it's age appropriate.
1: I think they should make a theme park out of this movie
0: it would be, yeah, be a fun theme park you go through all but you can't imagine how busy that would be everybody trying to solve the mysteries trying to get the notes right and everything but yeah
1: they you, could do it more locally rather than going to like Disneyland or yeah it
0: turns like into that. a water park at the end and yeah, everything that would be kind of cool and to get in you have to solve puzzles to get into the that water park that would be kind of cool You'd have to make another entrance
1: for people like, who just like want to get in the damn water. Like an escape room with a water park, you know?
0: <laughs> Be like, where's the adult entrance? I just want to get in the, the wave pool. Yeah, Leave just, me in the wave pool. I just want to find me some diamonds and some gold. Dude, yeah. And I'd, like I said, dude, I just went to the water park the other day. I broke my toe in the Lazy River. How do you do that? How do you break your toe in the Lazy
1: River? It's called getting old. I don't understand it, man. You never did stuff like that when you were a kid. No. I was awesome. <laughs> I have, a lot of, I have a lot
0: more weight I'm carrying around nowadays. It's yeah. hard for my body to we adapt all? to that. We all? Yeah, it sucks. But uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, we're on all social media at The Post Credit Podcast. Uh, except for Twitter, we're at The Post Credit. Uh, our email address is thepostcreditpodcast at gmail.com. We have a website. It's www.thepostcreditpodcast.com, and we're on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time.
1: And throw me a ball.